This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley's pasture-raised chicken sticks. I'm super excited to share Paleo Valley's brand new pasture-raised chicken sticks. These chicken sticks are made from 100% pasture-raised chicken and organic spices that are preserved using natural fermentation rather than preservatives. So yes, no fake stuff or additives here. These chicken sticks are sourced from regenerative family farms raised on American pastures and each stick is free of chemicals, antibiotics, pesticides, and added hormones. Paleo Valley's chicken sticks are a perfect snack packed with 7 grams of protein and frankly, a great value without skimping on quality. Make sure to support this podcast and head over to paleovalley.com slash nwj and use code nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks again for listening and supporting this podcast. Merry Christmas. I know everyone does not celebrate Christmas, but I do. So I wanted to have a really quick episode this week about Christmas and about my faith and my journey with healing and how faith had a role in it. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Uh, Just to be fully candid, I didn't feel like I was equipped enough or knowledgeable enough to share about my faith. But if I just share it from a perspective of this is my faith and my journey, I think then it's different. And that I hope you don't find me to be or view me as an expert, not like carnivore nutrition, but just this is me sharing my journey. I was born and raised into a Presbyterian church and I was baptized when I was a baby. And then I chose to get baptized again when I think right before I got married to Kevin. So I've always been faith-based, but in my twenties, even early thirties, I was always in this mindset of, let me just live my life, God, and I will come back to you when I'm ready. If I wanted to live my life that the way the Bible or scriptures said, then I had to give up a lot of my earthly things or materialistic things or selfish or monetary things that I didn't want to give up. And even at the partying and lots of other things that I don't have to bring up. And so I wasn't ready to give it up until I was in rock bottom and I decided no more. Like this life is not fun. Sure, I'm a size zero. I have a condo that I love and I have all the materialistic things that I wanted but it's not bringing me the joy or the joy in life that I had thought it would bring me. There was no joy. There was actually a sense of desperation. And even this, it's okay if I don't wake up tomorrow, if you get what I mean. And so when I decided, okay, God, if you can take all of this pain away from me and I will just commit whatever you want in my life. And it took a couple years, even after that for my life to really change, but I felt a change. It's weird now because now when I look back, if I had just given my life and let go of control, my life would have been better so much earlier. And it's not really giving up all the worldly things because the worldly things do not equate to happiness. Not saying that being faith-based is equaling happiness too, but this desire to control everything in your life and the desire that it's up to you to fix everything in your life kind of goes away when you become faith-based. Again, I'm a baby in the sense, so I can't explain it fully, but all I'll say is that I used to live in my head with my illness. And so every meal I think of, 
what do they offer at that place so that I can eat that? And so my eating disorder doesn't show up. And what can I eat or do with my friends that I don't show my eating disorder? And that's how I loved lived my life over and over. And when I had a bad day of binging and purging, which is actually often, I would then just lie and tell my friends or family, my work is so busy, I can't show up. And that was how I lived my life for over a decade. And it was very hard because I became known as a flake and I was just really broken and hurt and alone. I spent more time in the bathroom than probably anywhere else or in the kitchen. And so I understand that desperation and the pull that food has on us, but I know that we can be relieved from it. And I, yes, carnivore helped me a lot in nurturing my body so that then I'm just fighting the brain side of it, the addiction side from the brain side of, well, I'm feeling this emotion. I'm so used to going for food. How do I challenge that now that my body is physically full? And I think once I started leaning on scripture and actually reading the Bible, and I'm going through the whole Bible right now, um, it's changed a lot of my perspective on religion in general. There are certain pastors I learned from, and then now my own relationship with God and the Bible is so different than what I've learned from other people. And when people tell me, do you know what your religion has done to other people? I don't a lot. And I, I don't see my religion as everyone that's Christian is the same as me, because I don't think that's true. I think my religion is, or my faith with my God or my Lord is Jesus Christ and my relationship with him and what is written in the Bible, period. I know church is important, community is important, but I know that there's a lot of flaws with that, right? When I meet someone that says they're Christian, I immediately trust them, which is, I have found is a huge red flag. So I no longer do that. When people say Christians do X, I don't view that as me. I look at Christianity as truly my relationship with God and what it says in the Bible, period. And so this year, as I am healing, and I still believe I am continuing to heal, I read the scripture every night and I let my boys listen too. And it has been so life-changing because I see it's a perfect manual to how to live your life. And there is a lot that I still don't understand that I'm learning, but it has been a huge benefit for me to heal. And I think the biggest thing is I have given up control. So if I die tomorrow, I have peace that yes, I would be terribly sad for my children, but I have peace that, okay, God, if that's the plan, then that's the plan. And that level of peace is something that I can never explain other than my relationship with God. And so meat has done so much tremendously for me and my body, but it is truly my faith that brings me healing on a far other level than I could have ever had. And so while it's so taboo to share about this stuff, I think for me, healing the mind, body, and spirit has done so much for me. And so maybe it's something that you can explore, not saying you need it. I'm not one of those people that will ever shove my faith in other people, but maybe it's just reading and learning and seeing and seeing what you read. I think there are chapters like Proverbs or um, Mark is a good one too, where, where you can learn a little bit about life lessons. So I know that I intermittently bring up my faith in 
episodes because I think it's a huge part of my healing. I just wanted to do an episode given that it is Christmas or the week of Christmas that my views of a lot has changed, even with a lot of the fears that are going on. The biggest way that humans get controlled is when there is fear. So when you are fearing that there's an upcoming illness or virus, or that this is the only way to heal, then you will concede to that because you have that fear. And when you live in fear, your body literally shuts down there. The nervous system switches to a hyperactive cortisol driven state. And eventually that cortisol dries out and then you become a free state and you become in a sense incapacitated. So then when you believe this person will do away with your fear, you will listen and you will follow and you will follow that narrative. But with my faith, I have let go of fear. So yes, the, when I learned first about the pandemic, it was super scary, but then I just trusted, I listened to John Maxwell, who's a great pastor, but now a business leader. And he talked about, yes, even if a virus ends up killing me, I want to live my life to the fullest that I can before I die. And so if that means I'm still going to meet my grandchildren, I'll do that. And that was very eye-opening for me because I realized I need to live my life. If my boys want to still go to the playground, that I will let them. And I trust again, it's not being impractical or careless. It's more that I trust whatever happens, happens, but I do not want to live in fear. And I think the biggest change for me has been ever since really growing in my faith that I have less fear, that I don't. I am scared if when my parents pass away, I am scared about my children, but I have faith that there's something bigger than me that'll make it okay. We see that people that have had trauma in their past or have a bad childhood, we see that their health outcomes are worse. So trauma and stress really do impact our health. And if we live in fear, it exacerbates our illnesses. But maybe it's something that you have to work on your mind body. Do you believe that carnivore can heal you? Do you believe that your life can get better? Have you ever believed your life in a better situation? And if you haven't, that's where you have to start. And for me, that scripture of reading certain things where I sometimes feel like I'm the lone wolf or the odd man out. And then when I read scripture and feel like it's okay, what I'm sharing is fine or what I think is right, then I'll keep going even if it's sometimes lonely. And that's why I'm sharing this episode. I wanted to leave with a few things that people do ask me about my faith. So a lot of people will ask, um, Adam and Eve were almost vegetarian or Daniel was more plant-based. So shouldn't we be eating plant-based or that in the old Testament that it says like, you can't eat shellfish. You can't eat the blood of an animal. You can't eat animals after certain processing and you can't eat certain even animal fat. And so what I plan on doing is um, I have a lot of notes so far of what I want to share. I think a YouTube video will not do enough service. And so I am going to write an article that hopefully by the time this video releases, it'll be up so that you can read all our evidence and all the things that we share when it comes to the Bible and eating meat. I know in Deuteronomy and Leviticus in the Old Testament, it talks about all these food rules. And it's ironic because there's actually a lot more other rules um, other than food, but we focus on the diet ones specifically. Once Jesus came, the dietary laws or the rules changed and what was considered clean and unclean changed. So just to give you an example, 
in Matthew 15, 1 through 20, and Mark 7, 1 through 23, Jesus is questioned by the Pharisees as to why the disciples are not washing their hands before eating when that's a traditional ritual purification. And Jesus then uses that time to explain that what's more critical is the spiritual purity than the ritual purity. And so this is where a lot of the laws start to change. And he explains that it's not what enters the mouth, including food that defiles a person or that makes them sinful, but it's what comes out of the mouth, such as our words we use or our deeds and intentions. And then there's a lot more examples of this in the Bible. And so I will share more of that. If you are concerned about is eating only meat biblical, it's funny because I would typically say, trust your heart, but in the Bible, it also says your heart is the most not trustworthy organ in a sense, because your heart can be deceiving. But I think if you trust your gut a little bit, I mean, can eating meat only that gives you healing that then you could even do more things for the world and serve your people in your community? Can that be wrong for you? So for the general question of Is it biblical to eat just meat? I think the answer is yes. I think it's a lot of what brings you health and then helps you to be the best person you could be to serve and use the gifts and talents that God has given you. Then I think that's a win. And I will go into again, a lot more detail in the article with scriptures and other things so that you can make your own discernment. I never want to be putting myself in a position to say that I know I have so much to learn and I still consider myself a baby Christian because I am finally getting into scripture and reading things much deeper than I ever have. And it's taken me a long time to get here. Okay, guys, I know that this was really different, but I think it goes in line with Christmas. And I think it just shares a part of me that is so important in how we run our practice and how we serve our community. My faith is my number one thing that drives me. And then obviously making a better place for my children and our, the next generation so that we can be healthier, but it's also just fighting the enemy and using my talents and gifts that God has provided to do better in this role that I didn't do for the first like 40 years of my life. I think the biggest thing I've learned over this past year as being a Christian and reading through the Bible line by line is to be unabashedly a proud Christian. I think I was always in a state of mind of I'm not good enough, or I don't want to virtual signal or push down a religion to people, but I'm just sharing my story. I highly recommend reading some of the chapters in the Bible that just are a benefit in how to live your life. And I would say Proverbs is a pretty good one. And there's a few more and I'll link them again in the article. Okay, guys, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Just know that we are all so much more similar than we are different. And I hope that one day we can see that we are fighting a bigger enemy than we realize. And it's not about left or right or your X or Y, but it's much more than that. And I hope that we can just get healthier so that we can serve one another and this world can be such a much better place to live. Okay, guys, make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. I will talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. 
If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.